gives you two choices when it throws everything at you. You can let it swallow you whole or you take those lemons. And as the old saying goes, you turn it into sweet, delicious lemonade. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. Welcome to Lemonade. I'm your host, Elizabeth O'Neill, and I'll be sharing the incredible stories from inspiring people who've turned the hardest times in their life, their lemons into lemonade. Because let's be real, we all want to know how they did it, the lessons they learnt, and what life is like sipping limoncello on the other side. Let's get juicing. Happy, happy Thursday and welcome to this edition of the Midweek Squeeze. I hope you're having a wonderful week and I hope you're keeping well and all these easing restrictions aren't scaring you too much. It's funny, all once upon a time, all we wanted were these restrictions to ease and to go back to normal life, but I'm seeing so many people around me and I'm one of them. Now I'm being a bit fearful that life is going back to normal. We don't necessarily want to go back to the stress and the anxiety and the busy rush of twenty this 24-7 world that we'd created. So I don't know, there's a bit of fear and a bit of anxiety to going back to what we knew as well. So it's this weird transition time where hopefully we can kind of blend all the lessons that we've learned and the pace that we've adapted to with things being open once again and being able to go back to some sense of normality but you know I guess a, a, diff- a very different version I hope this I hope this has helped us reassess where we're at where we're at and where our relationships are at and where we want to go in the future as well so it's been a bit of a yeah crazy few months really hasn't it it's going to be one of those things that that we'll talk about in history books so that our children will ask us about one day our grandchildren will ask us about one day and we would have lived through it it's really mind-blowing for me when I think of it that way anyway enough of my rambling this week I wanted to discuss settling and I see so many examples of women around me settling for so much less than they deserve and I totally 100% get it and I'll get into why I get it in this chat because I'll bring some real life examples that have happened in my life where I've identified with just wanting to settle but to start this conversation off I wanted to talk about the many messages that I get from women wondering why they are alone desperate to find someone incomplete because they haven't and doing everything they can to try and find someone to be with But that's coming from the wrong place. It's not coming from a sense of, I feel so good in my life and who I am. It'd be lovely to have someone to share it with. It's coming from a sense of, I am so incomplete. I'm so broken. I need someone to come into my life to make me feel better, to make me feel worthy, to make me feel lovable, to fix me, to heal me. And you know what that cements? The core belief that you do not trust in yourself to do any of those things for you. You need someone else to do them for you because you believe that you are fundamentally flawed and unworthy and you are not good enough. I say it all the time. We should be seeking someone to complement our life, not complete it. And that goes for everything. I'm not just talking about relationships. I'm not just talking about finding a boyfriend. It goes for jobs. It goes for friendships. It goes for facets of your life, the house that you want to live in, the life that you want to lead. We're so impatient. We believe if it hasn't happened straight away, if that opportunity is not banging down at our door, then it obviously doesn't exist. We're tired of dating or we're tired of being the only single one. We're tired of being the one that when everyone else's careers are accelerating and skyrocketing, we kind of feel like it's just the same and we haven't achieved that much. So when the next person comes along that is good enough or the next job that comes along that is good enough, then bang, that'll do. 
But it takes time, it takes patience, it takes effort to find the right career, the right friends, the right house. And it's the same when it comes to finding the right person. But in such a crazy, busy 24-7 world, we don't have that time or that patience, so we settle and we accept mediocrity. And if mediocrity becomes a standard of which we base our lives, then that's exactly what we can expect in every facet, in our jobs, in our friendships, and of course, in our relationships. Because why would something better and more richer and more rewarding, why would those experiences come our way if we are settling? Because by settling, we're sending out the signal that we don't believe it's, it's possible to allow those rich, rewarding, joyful, nourishing experiences and that we don't deserve them. I read this awesome quote, which I feel like is perfect to share in this particular conversation. And it says, the minute you settle for less than you deserve, you get even less than you settled for. And that could be worth just letting that marinate in your subconscious, maybe skipping back 15 seconds and listening to me say that again, because it can take a few times to let that really settle in. Now, I want to, you know, I don't, I never want to come into these episodes preaching from this moral high ground because I think that I know better and I haven't experienced what you might be feeling or experiencing. So I like to get really real and share my real life experience with this kind of stuff so that you know that I've been there and I get it and this is how I got myself out of it. So when I, when my ex-fiance and I broke up a little while after that, I entered a new relationship and I didn't realize it at the time, but I can realize it looking back now that it was a relationship where I needed someone to fix me because I was so, I was hurting and I felt so raw and I didn't know how to love or care for myself. So I felt that I needed somebody else to do that for me because I, And that basically that came down to the fact that I didn't trust myself anymore. If the relationship that I thought I had that I was going to be in forever exploded so spectacularly and I believed it was going to be something that lasted forever, then clearly my judgment, clearly my trust in myself is skewed and therefore I can't possibly know what I want. So therefore someone else needs to do that for me. So I... I had this relationship where I I let this person um, make me feel better about myself and make me feel worthy and make me feel lovable and take away my problems and make me feel better about everything. Basically help fix me, help put me back together. And I felt like that that's what was happening during the relationship. And I felt really good about that. But it wasn't until that relationship fell apart very naturally that I realized that I was relying on somebody else to do all of the work on me that only I could do on myself. And I've said this in so many of my episodes that I've learned the hard way that the only person who can make yourself feel better, the only person who can fix you, the only person who can do the work for you is you, sadly, unfortunately. I know it would be so much easier if we could just pay someone to do it for us or just have someone come into our lives that just magically waves a wand and it's all better. But unfortunately, the terrible, horrible news is that you have to do it yourself. And I learned that the hard way. Anyway, so then I was single again 
And I fell apart. I completely fell apart because I had to do it all myself. I had no one to sit there and tell me that I was beautiful or lovable. I had no one there to, for me to tell my problems and they made it all better. I had no one to hold me all together. And when that was, te- when that was taken away, it was all left on me. And I had not built up the skills. I had not built up the resilience to do that. So this, the same kind of stuff was still happening in my life. I just didn't have that crutch to make it all feel better. Uh, so then began the journey of having to do it all myself and it was excruciating I had to sit on that couch and I'm looking at my couch right now I had to sit on this freaking couch every Saturday night and I don't know what it is Saturday nights just feel so much worse than any other night when you're alone and I had to feel every second of that pain and I knew I was thinking I remember sitting on it and I was I was I was just in agony I was just so alone I was so miserable I was so down I was so depressed and I was just so unhappy but I knew the only way out was through and I knew the only way I could get through it was to just sit on that damn couch get through the night, go to put myself to bed and get up in the morning and do it all again because no one was there to do it for myself. There was no point numbing it out or distracting myself because it was only going to prolong the pain. I just had to get through it. And many of those times I just wanted it to end. Many of those times I just want to, I tried to seek out some kind of distraction or numbing, anything that could just make me feel better. But the only, as I said, the only way out was through. And I was actually really done on relying on other people to do what I felt I couldn't do myself. Ultimately, I didn't trust myself to do the work. But then finally, I believed in myself. And I knew sitting on that couch to me represents believing in myself, believing that I have what it takes and I have the strength to get through it. And I know that when I get to the other end, it'll be okay. And guess what I found at the other end? guess what was waiting for me? Peace was waiting for me. Peace with myself, peace with my past and peace with my future. And above all, trust in my future and trust that it was all going to be okay, which was something that I didn't have when I started the journey of sitting on that very lonely couch on a Saturday night. Now, fast forward to now and I'm still single. No one else has come into my life and that is absolutely fine because I learned that very important lesson about being alone and being happy with being alone and the difference between being lonely and alone. And I I needed that time. I've always been in relationships. I needed that time to learn who I was and to be okay with being alone. We can't we can't have someone come into our life when we don't know what it's like just to be with ourselves. How do we know what we're seeking if we don't even know ourselves enough? So anyway, that was a very important important lesson for me. Um, And I think everybody should benefit from some time alone. I, I don't know how you can go into another relationship if you don't know who you are by yourself. Anyway, that's another whole other chat. So I had someone come into my life recently, don't get excited, totally unremarkable. And they ticked all of the boxes of the kind of person I probably would have dated once upon a time. And I certainly would have settled for, especially a year ago when I was crying on that couch. Um, They were Mr. Good Enough. They were nice enough, successful enough, good looking enough, just enough. And part of me felt that need to settle 
the, wouldn't it be nice to just not be alone anymore? The feeling of, oh, I am 30 now. Everyone else, all of my friends have someone I could too. Then it creeps in the, maybe my standards are too high. Maybe what I'm looking for doesn't exist. Maybe I should just settle because this is good enough. And I'm sure this all sounds familiar. And this is this is something that I've done when I've done such intense self-work. This These kind of thoughts and this kind of indoctrination and this kind of conditioning still creeps up. But the thing is, with this amount of growth I've done and with this time that I've spent working on myself, I can sit back and realize, I can recognize those thoughts. I can recognize those thoughts of maybe I should just settle, isn't it good enough? Aren't you sick of being alone? Why not just settle because it's all that's coming about? And I can sit back and go, ah, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Um, I am definitely not settling for anything less than I deserve, firstly. And secondly, I can see where those thoughts are coming from. It's coming from a place that does feel lonely. It's coming from a place that does want to feel loved. It's coming from a place that, you know, it would be nice having somebody, but I don't need that at the same time. And I know that something out there is much better for me. Anyway, so now I realize with this hindsight, with this perspective, with this growth, that this person came into my life to show me how much I've grown and changed, how I won't settle for someone for, I won't settle for someone who is just enough, how I no longer accept mediocrity and mostly that I finally trust myself and I trust my intuition and I trust the universe that something and someone out there is better for me. And that's nothing to take away from this person. There's nothing wrong with this person. There is someone so much better for that person out there as well. But for me, I finally trust and accept that rather than just resigning to the fact of, oh, they're good enough. My my perception in the past was a bit skewed anyway. Maybe this is just who I'm supposed to be with. Maybe I should just take it. And now it's a bit of a, oh, thank you so much, universe. Thank you for showing me how much I've grown and changed and my values have changed. But I know there's something and someone out there better for me. Thank you for the lesson. Thank you, next. As women, there is so much pressure from a certain age to just accept and stop being picky and take what we can get. And I spoke about all this in my recent episode with Monique Barry. If you haven't listened to that one yet, The Juice with Monique Barry, which I think is one of my favorite ones we've done together. But I feel it is important to reiterate again in this, in its own episode, in its own midweek squeeze, that we don't. My message to women is don't buy into the patriarchal bullshit. Dust settles, you don't. You're not being too picky. Your time isn't running out. Settling for someone or something sends out a message to the universe that you don't believe in it. You don't believe in yourself and you accept mediocrity as your standard for everything. And why would you want a life like that? If you've got children, would you want a life, when you look at them, would you want them to be accepting the same things you're accepting? Or would you want them to be striving for a life greater and bigger than what is being immediately presented to them? And I'm sure, especially especially if you have a daughter, you would know the answer to that. And just on that as well, it is so important for us as parents, as mothers, to set an example to our children that we won't settle just for anything that is being handed to us, that we know our worth, we know that we deserve better, and we strive every day to evolve and to become the best versions of ourselves so that we attract the best versions of everything else into our lives as well. Because energy attracts energy, like attracts like. We want to be the magnet for what we believe that we deserve. And I assure you, once you start being that magnet of what you think you deserve, it will come back to you in spades. 
Life is too short to spend being miserable because once upon a time, a desperate version of you accepted something less than you deserved. And I'm sure right now there are examples coming to your mind about friends or family members that you know that settled for something less than they deserved. And do you really want to be like that? Do you see their life and actually want that? And if you can see what they've done, why would you want to replicate that for yourself? The only way to embrace your potential and to evolve, to level up, to trust in the universe and trust in yourself is to stop settling. I read something recently that said the moment we begin to settle in the most important roles of our lives is the moment we begin to die a slow death. Excellence is a place where people who refuse to settle for mediocrity live. It is where one reaps from all the hard work sown. It is a journey of continuous progression towards the goals in your life. And I absolutely love that. I don't know about the word excellence. Excellence. Excellence is a place where people who refuse to settle for mediocrity live. I feel like contentment, joy, nourishment, that heart bursting affirmation that you're right, they're on the right path and you're going down the right journey and everything is in alignment with who you are. That's where people who refuse to settle for mediocrity live. They live in alignment. I feel like alignment's a better word there. Anyway, I just thought I'd share that because I feel like that pretty much sums up what I'm speaking about. So why do people settle? It's easier. It's what people expect of us. So it's people pleasing. We're afraid of the alternative, i.e. being alone of fear can make us do the most insane, crazy things. But it's so important to recognize when we're acting out of a place of fear. There's only two places that we act out of. We can act out of fear or we can act out of love. And it's so important when you're making a decision to ask yourself to journal Am I acting from a place of fear or am I acting from a place of love? And also people settle because they have low self-worth. You don't believe anything or anyone better out is out there for you. So you take what you can get. And that's where I was this time last year when I was telling you my couch story before I resigned to the fact that I needed to get through it on the couch. There was about a month there where I just wanted anything or anyone to make myself feel better. I just wanted to feel the whole of my heart, the pain that I was feeling. I just wanted to plug it. And every time I tried to reach out to someone or try and numb those feelings or have someone come into my life, it all just shat into into a million pieces. Nothing worked because the message was that I had to learn to be by myself and I'm so grateful for that. So how to work out if you're still settling. Listen to your gut and your intuition. You know that thing we're trained not to believe and over time we start to question Well, listen to that. If it doesn't feel quite right, if that little voice is whispering, this isn't the one, keep looking, listen to it. I've had that voice and that feeling so many times and sometimes I've listened to it and sometimes I've had it, I have it and the result has been disastrous. Journal, get clear on why you like this person or why you're taking this job or why you're keeping these relationships and friendships in your life. Write out the pros and cons. And then start building trust in yourself, believing in yourself. Notice when you're seeking out external validation or someone or something to fill a void. Get really crystal clear on your patterns that make you believe you should settle for less than you deserve. By fostering a sense of self-worth, you'll start to trust yourself more naturally. When my self-worth was shot, I did really simple things to build it back up. I wrote out, and I've discussed this in previous episodes before, I wrote out a bunch of affirmations in my phone 
of things that I wanted to believe in myself that I didn't at the time. You know, I am tr- I am lovable. I am worthy. I am enough. I love myself wholeheartedly. They're just a few of the ones I wrote in my phone. And at the time, did I believe them? No. Did I want to believe them? So much. So I read those every single morning. Even when I'd read them and think, what the fuck is this on about? I just, this is just not true. I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. I'm not this, but I would read them every morning. And then one magical day, I just, magical day, it sounds like it's a fairy tale, but I just realized I'd rewired my brain to believe all the thoughts that I really wanted to believe. And I also took care of myself with how I, how I looked after myself. So I fed myself nourishing food. I drank lots of water. I exercised. I made sure I slept. I refused to put myself down with negative self-talk. I basically, I faked it till I made it. I treated myself how I wanted to treat myself one day. And eventually along with the affirmations that helped me rewire my thoughts and all the other things I did, like feeding myself nourishing food and taking care of myself and making sure I was sleeping well and drinking plenty of water, I completely became the compassionate version of myself, the one who cared and loved myself that I desperately wanted to be and the one that didn't think that that was possible. I basically wrote wrote her out of the script. Then because I liked myself more, I started to trust myself more too. So it all goes hand in hand. And now I trust my opinions. I trust my judgment a lot more. I don't seek that external validation as much as I used to. And I don't put myself down as much. I don't talk myself down. I, um, you know, I, I respect and care about what my opinion is and what I think and feel. And the last point is to speak to a therapist. Work with them to analyze your patterns and behaviors because it can be sometimes pretty difficult to do by ourselves and the deep-seated reasons that you might be settling. A lot of the time it probably stems from some outdated core beliefs of being unworthy or unlovable or not good enough. That could come from childhood or some kind of conditioning somewhere along the way in your life. And when you address those underlying root causes, I can tell you from firsthand experience, everything changes with that. Your whole life will shift and change because you have brought awareness to the conditioning that makes you who you are. And you're ready to change that and you're ready to usher in a new period of your life, one where you don't settle. So anyway, that's all I've got time for today. I hope that you got something out of this midweek squeeze. I always love bringing you these kinds of conversations because they're things that I feel really passionate about, as you can probably hear as I speak. They're a lot of the kinds of conversations I have with women who message me they're things that I've experienced, they're things I've gone through. You know, you're not alone, you're human, we all are, but we're all just as capable of pulling ourselves out of that rut, of, of, of clawing our way to a better life, even if that feels a million miles away. By taking a baby step today and tomorrow and the next day, you're closer to where you want to be than you would have been a week ago. So keep on going, keep on pushing. If you're enjoying this content, as I always ask at the end of every episode if you can please leave a review and if you're really enjoying it hit five stars and hit subscribe that helps boost the podcast in the analytics of apple Podcasts, and will mean that other people may find this content who perhaps really need to hear it just as you may have once upon a time and just as i did once upon a time as well I have another episode on Monday, which I'm really excited to bring you with another another awesome guest, which I think you'll get a lot out of. Otherwise, enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. Stay well. If you can share this channel on social media, I'd be so appreciative. 
If not, we'll chat very soon. You can find me, oh, before I forget, you can find me at Elizabeth Neal if you want to chat. Otherwise, I'll be back on Monday. Bye, guys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.